What's up, listeners? Welcome back to Not Just a Phase. We're online at notjustaphase.net and very active on Instagram at Not Just a Phase Worldwide. Today, I am hyped as usual. I will be speaking with members of Chicago's finest screamo band, Crowning. Episode one of the show, I decided I wanted to play full songs of the bands I speak with. And Caldera was actually the very first track played by this band just after Survival Sickness had dropped. And now Crowning is on the show to talk about a new split they have coming out. So it's a big full circle moment for me to be having this chat. And if you haven't heard this band yet, you've really been fucking up. But I'm going to fix that right now. So check this out. Uh, all right. This is Dave from Crowning. Uh, you're about to listen to Elysium off of our split with Nader. And you're listening to Not Just a Phase. First timer. That was fucking crazy. It's almost too very good, professional. Yeah. <laughs> it's too good. It's too good. Yeah. <laughs> dirty it up. So welcome to the show, members of Crowning. How's everybody feeling today? Good. Yeah, pretty fantastic. Meh. Appreciate it. I appreciate that. So, <laughs> so honest. So honest. Yeah, it's been a shit week for myself as well. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> nice. So for the listeners, uh, can you guys just state your name and what role it is you play in the band so we know your your voices? Uh, sure. I am Vanessa, and I play guitar. Uh, that's it. I'm Dave. Uh, I also play guitar. And I'm Justin, and I play the drums. I'm very excited to meet all you guys. I wanted to kick it off and ask, um, what, what do you guys do outside of crowning? Like, what are you guys' passions and hobbies outside of writing and performing with the band? 
Um, so I'm a freelance photographer and I occasionally do a bit of like illustration design work, but photos are probably the primary thing that I do. Um, I also travel kind of a fuck ton and I run an art studio that doubles as a place to have shows. Um, I think that's like mostly the stuff that I do. Uh, I do a lot of, uh, ZBR stuff, um, running that label in the U S here and I make a bunch of music videos for people. Um, and that's about it. I guess CBR takes up most of the time. I'd say you're at least like a hobbyist level father as well. That's true. That's true. God about your child. Um, yeah. I mean, we, that's not the first time we said passions. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Passions, not obligations. Right. Right. But yeah, I got a daughter too. And she takes up at least three hours a week bullshit three hours yeah three <laughs> uh and then uh for me i mostly just uh make a lot of like bad ambient music and techno and i'm into like modular synths and uh beyond that i uh, smoke a lot of weed and stare at the wall a lot it's uh, pretty refreshing <laughs> good for the mental health right yeah uh, <laughs> It's best if you can't differentiate uh, any any particular like five hour chunk of your week from any other five hour chunk of your week. Uh, that's actually the ideal way for humans to live. No kidding. True story. I tried pot once for nine years straight, so I, I can relate. Tried. Yeah. So do you uh, you guys listen to podcasts in your free time at all, or a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. A few. Um, yeah. For you sure. listen to. Yeah, what are you guys listening to? Because I don't really listen to podcasts, but I always say I'll check them out when people mention them. Yeah, that's that's the best part about podcasts, is just lying and telling other people you're going to listen to the ones they recommend. <laughs> every time, every time. What are you guys into? Uh, uh, I, I, go ahead. Okay, uh, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for like history podcasts. I'm a big fan of the Revolutions podcast by Mike Duncan. Uh, it's like about revolutions in history done by this very good historian uh and also podcasts about engineering disasters those are those are those are the two things i like mm-hmm. not gonna check those out not even gonna lie to you that sounds really good <laughs> but i mean if you're if you're into that yeah. well don't worry because i listen to a bunch of podcasts about uh just heinous murder i'm big into true crime usually unsolved true crime so just just no resolve and then uh, I do a lot of natural, or not natural, but like uh, like structural disasters, like things that collapsed and stuff like that, and ships that went <laughs> down, and the reasons, and then they really break down why they went down and exactly where the problem was in hindsight, and blah blah blah. So it's really just super positive in my house most days. Very very <laughs> nerdy podcast, guys. You, Vanessa, just... tell me you, you listen to something. <laughs> less nerdy than that stuff I was. do not um oh no I kind of jump back and forth on what I listen to as far as podcasts but <clears throat> uh the one that I like always return to is like uh well you know it didn't used to be a podcast it was this guy Art Bell that would talk about like sci-fi shit and he was on AM radio um but he's dead now and they someone has turned it into a podcast and just kind of like plays his old um episodes so i listen to a lot of art bell um otherwise i probably listen to a lot of really depressing shit 
uh, I'm really into this podcast called The Hilarious World of Depression. Um, and it's just like celebrities and comedians that come on, talk about their depression. And it's usually very funny. Um, but yeah. Sounds very funny. Well, this has been off to a very positive start. All right. Great. Do you ever get bands that have have this many, like this high percentage of interest in structural engineering podcasts? No, God, no. I don't even know if I'm going to keep this in the edit. This is just so brutal. <laughs> I'm completely kidding. Is this is this your guys' first podcast interview? I think no. as a band. I... No, as a band, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think as a I band, it is. Maybe, if, but... if it's a band, I, di- I didn't get invited. Uh, I know. True. I think all of us have individually done uh, the other Dave from Zagava Beach Records. Yeah. Podcast today that isn't currently in this room. Uh, So I think we've all done that before, but you know, uh, I don't think we do a lot of band interviews. Yeah, this might be the first one for all of us together as band. Uh, We did, we did one for was it Idiotech back in the day? Oh yeah, that we filmed. Oh yeah, we're all like weird costumes, and at one point I'm just fully clothed in the shower. Uh, just fucking drenched for I I, I assume art reasons yeah so our second this is our second (laughs) that that I actually will check out because I didn't see that when I looked up to see if you guys had done any podcasts Uh, but um like old I don't think I don't think it even released as a podcast I think it was just like some random embedded like embedded video on their site that like four people watched (laughs) oh true true okay well I'll be number five then no problem hell yeah so welcome back to the show, Mr. Cullen. You were on the very first episode, half of the Davids that run ZBR, Zegama Beach Records. Stoked to be chatting with you again. As you said, you're doing um, a bunch of other things in your free time for Zegama Beach. Is there anything you're working on right now that you can talk about? Um, yeah, uh, I just finished up a music video for a band called uh, Bleached Cross. Uh, we actually shot it in that art space that uh, Vanessa runs. And uh, that's going to come out, I think, any day now. It's called Suffer. It's by Bleached Cross. And it's I'm actually not actually sure where it's coming out, but it's, it's coming out pretty soon here. I can tell you because I just watched it before I came into this room. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. It's on Cult Nation. Uh, okay, yeah. You watch yeah, Cult the, Nation. The bassist of the band, I think, posted. They, they had done, like, an article with an embed to the, to the video and came out very good. You did good. Nice. Thanks. Uh, and then I'm kind of in the in the last throes of organizing uh, Zagman Beach Record Fest in Chicago, Illinois, June 11th and 12th. Tickets still available. And yeah, that's nice. me. That's nice me these plug. Days. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so what's uh, what's the what's the scene like in your guys' area? Is there a lot of a lot of punk venues, a lot of screamo DIY shit like that going on out in the Chicago area? Just some, I would say. Uh, there's about, I'd say there's about five bands that make it to where you can always make a show if you need one. Um, but it's definitely not, uh, it's not West Virginia. It's not, it's not, a, you know, a copious amount of bands to pick from. Yeah, I, th- I think the scream scene used to be like way stronger in Chicago. Um, I don't know, I don't know what, like, maybe like five to six years ago. Um, there used to be a bunch of heavy bands. And I feel like now there's only a handful of bands who are my opinion playing too many shows in the area <laughs> so with not a lot of variance in bands seeing the same bands over and over again gets kind of boring 
that's a, there's, you know, it was before before everything got locked down and we stopped doing shows and stuff. Yeah, it was it was sort of on a bit of a downswing, maybe. But at the same time, there are, there are some real good bands. Uh, you know, I'm sure at least half the members would cringe at being called Screamo, but Math, you know, are fantastic. Uh, Indisposed, <laughs> really cool. Um, trying to think who else we've got that's still active right now around here, Screamo wise, because I feel like we should drop some names. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask for favorite locals of any genre, just any of your favorite local bands around your guys' area. Yeah, so recently Disperser played a show at MySpace, and they were so fucking sick. Uh, they immediately shot up to, like, one of my favorite bands in the city. Um, they're, like, a two-piece drums and guitar, and they play this, like, I don't know, very chaotic kind of, like, angular math core, I want to call it. I don't I don't really know, uh, but they're really cool. You should check them out. Yeah, um, I'm in, I'm in love with uh, Lower Automation lately. Um, I thought their last record was so good. Um, and then there's a there's a band uh, called Newgrass who just who just got to Chicago and they put out one of my favorite albums last year. I didn't realize Newgrass. Were you guys? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Justin. No, I said I didn't realize Newgrass were here now. In that case, I'll pick them too. That was I haven't seen them, but uh, that record was really good. Yeah. I'm curious who you guys are listening to right now that you think deserves more attention or should have more hype. Any band, any genre. I'm I'm just gonna say disperser. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um I really like to forget. Um I think they should have a bunch more listeners than they do. There's a band called Brahm, I think should always have more listeners than they do. And then yes. let's see. Um we just got a band. Uh, they just submitted for us called Rotting in Dirt, who I think are fantastic. We, I don't think anybody will hear it for another four or five months, but it, it, it's going to be awesome when it does come out. And then uh, for me, there's this band. Uh, I, I actually don't really know very much about them. I want to say they're from Montreal, but uh, they're called Dark Circles. And it's this like really nice, well-produced, kind of like DB heart, like, dark hardcore stuff that I'm a huge sucker for uh and I they just put out a record I think in March that was really fantastic and I definitely recommend uh checking out their band camp because I admittedly have no idea how popular they are but I feel like I haven't heard anyone talk about it and how good this record is so dark circles oh so uh let's do the let's do the promo thing here um New tunes are dropping very soon. Excited for the split that's coming May 30th. How do I pronounce the album name? Oof. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had no you idea. even picked the album name. It just was on the album art when I saw it <laughs> first time. Like, I I was so disconnected from that whole process. Yeah. We might plead the fifth. It's a, it's a word. It's a sing, it was a Singaporean word. Is that what we decided it was? Can't remember. They, you know, Nader helped us out picking out what the name of the uh, album was, and I don't think we ever asked for a pronunciation guide. <laughs> cool. So, do you know what it means? <laughs> no. This is how we find out that it's like a horrifying slur. Yeah. Right? Just, they they got us so hard. Yeah. We're hoping you knew. <laughs> 
I have no idea. Do you know who did the artwork for the album? We do. We know that much. Would you believe it? We don't. (laughs) Washed up on shore one day. (laughs) That's. I think you could answer this one. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. So I took that photo. There's a photo on the front and the back cover, and. I did the insert. I think uh, Dave helped out a little with some text and yeah, the photos are from uh, a trip that I took to Vancouver and another trip that I took to Iceland. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you guys know who did the artwork. That's fantastic. (laughs) I'll have to shoot. I'll have to shoot Nader a message and ask him what the album name means. (laughs) 33% on our own record. That that (laughs) rules. so a bit of an obvious question but what labels are releasing this album where can we get physical copies of it oh you can get it at uh zagman beach records uh zagmanbeachrecords.com zbrusa.com if you're in the u.s and uh left hand label which is the uh the imprint of dog nights over in the uk and france nice yeah nice who who mixed and mastered your guys new stuff Oh, that was our uh, resident magician, uh, Pete Grossman. He is, he's, he's engineered, mixed, and almost mastered everything we've done. Uh, and I, I honestly couldn't imagine what we would sound like without him. Like, I don't think any of us even have an idea of what would worse. happen, what the first thing that would happen if we went to yeah. someone else. Much worse. Uh, he works at Bricktop, um, and he just makes us sound so much better than we actually are. Yeah. <laughs> Is the new album going to be uh, sounding like Screamo? Are you guys doing anything crazy or wild with the new stuff coming up? Um, so we, yeah. So like Dave and I have been kind of talking about it. And uh, I think LP2 is going in a different direction. Um, what direction that is, I'm not quite sure. But I think we were, uh, we're not getting rid of the Screamo, but we're maybe getting a little mathier. Would you agree with that, Dave? Yeah, we were saying, I think maybe almost dancier might be the right right way to put it. You know, yeah, still still screamo, but maybe not as uh, maybe not as dark, maybe, maybe a little bouncier, maybe something you can catch on to a little bit more. We'll yeah, see. We all, a we all, we all like Block Party a whole lot. Yeah, we all like Block Party. <laughs> Want to see what it sounds like if Block Party, Party plays emo violence. Yeah. The, the new record, though, is, it's you know, it, it still sounds like, a crowning record but like it's definitely the writing process was really really different this time around so everything i think sounds a little different just because by virtue of all of it being writ- written at first you know during kind of lockdown and then also uh we we started writing it in person again and then vanessa's basement where we kept all our gear flooded a bunch of times <laughs> so we had to like pull all of our gear out and weren't ever actually able to ever be in the same room for the like probably like more than half of the writing process for this record yeah, was yeah. just like us sending files back and forth and like demoing stuff on the fly. And it's a weird way to write a record. And it's not how we'd written anything before this point. So it, it does, I think, to me at least, sound a little bit different than some of our previous stuff, if only because the writing process was so like completely foreign. Yeah, when we were in the studio recording the, was it the, no, it wasn't the LPU. It was the split, right? I think. I yeah. think like Lowe had showed up and was writing like bass parts at <laughs> at the studio. 
Yeah, I mean, the first time we ever actually played these songs together as a full band, well, we never did actually before we recorded them. The first time we played them as a full band was after we'd already recorded the entire record. Right. Um, but like beforehand, we, again, we'd been working remotely and like in the week before we uh, actually recorded, uh, we rented an Airbnb out in the like, in some fucking farm fields uh and just brought all our gear out there and pretty much uh Vanessa Dave myself and Trillia just sort of you know tried to beat those songs into our skull in like the three days we had before recording uh <laughs> and those were our first times ever actually like hearing them played in a room and not like shitty demos that we put together so yeah. it's kind of scary to be like man if these don't work we are we have recording <laughs> time and we are fucked but yeah, uh, would not recommend they did. did yeah wouldn't wouldn't be how i would choose to do it uh if the opportunity presented itself again but i think we got away with it i guess you guys can tell us when it's uh when it's out yeah mm-hmm. true. that's that's fascinating I, I feel like a lot of bands had a strange writing process during all the chaos of the pandemic and such so i'm, I'm excited to hear all that it's very cool you guys got um any shows booked coming up i know you're all pretty busy people I think we just got the one here at the, like concrete at the moment. We got a ZBR fest in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're playing playing day one Saturday, June eleventh. Tickets still available, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I think after that we we're hoping to do uh, a little five or six day run over Labor Day, um, which is beginning of September for anybody not from the U.S. Um, so yeah, I think the first five days or so of September, we're hoping to get out there and see some different states, see if those still exist. Go ahead, kind of go from if there. They don't. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll find. I'll see for myself. <laughs> We've never actually we haven't. Really... Uh... Yeah, go ahead, Justin. Sorry. I was gonna say yeah, we've never actually made it um, very far west of ourselves at all. Uh, so I think this yeah, this little run here, we're hopefully trying to actually you know we've 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 only toured like up and down the east coast and then even further east by going to europe so mm-hmm. we figured we would explore some of our neighbors to the west states and see you know if their cornfields are better or worse than our cornfields mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say when are you coming down to, or down my end up my end whichever which way <laughs> i'll go up your end uh let's see um i don't know well we've done we've done toronto at least three times if not four times now we did montreal once i think and we did vancouver once uh where where are you actually at maybe we'll we'll make it we'll make it a point just outside of toronto i I say that because people outside of canada don't know anything outside of toronto so i'll just say toronto area hamilton we only know Hamilton and Toronto in that zone. True. I'm actually way closer to Hamilton. I'm like 15, oh, okay. 20 minutes away from there. Yeah. Nice, nice. I'm sure we'll be in Toronto again. I'm sure. Yeah. We uh we we love we love playing shows in Canada and Toronto specifically has always been really nice to us. Uh so yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of fun. Uh getting to to go up and play and Canadian scramble fans are really cool. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, super accommodating. Fucking a, fucking a. Who, uh, who haven't you guys played with yet that you'd love to share a stage with? Is there like a big dream band you want to share a set list with, or? Hmm. 
Mm. Mm. I'm of the opinion that mm. uh, most bands are better than us, and <laughs> I'm not. Not really an opinion. <laughs> I'm just embarrassed to be on stage at all. But um, I, th- I guess playing with Dre Affin would be very cool. Ooh, that would be a really cool one. Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. Yeah. Um, if I could get animal faces back from the dead, I think that would be a great one. I think I would want to. I don't want to play a show with. I'm going to set my sights a little higher and say I would like to play a show with Insane Clown Posse. Because okay. I think that if they let us borrow the, borrow the Lego hoses, that would be an extremely fun way to see crowning as well being really, really sticky and yeah. covered. Wow. wow. <laughs> we get a blazy so, dead homie feature. No. We could probably hook that up. Yeah. I feel I like. Hate this. <laughs> if we keep talking about it you'll be forced to put some of it in the podcast no like i'm probably going to keep it all because I, I gotta state on record that i'm jugophobic i don't know if that's a uh, real okay, thing but juggalos <laughs> weird me out they scare yeah, the shit out of me they're creepy you know i grew up in i grew up in michigan around more than enough of them and you know oh, besides, sorry all, here. besides all the clown makeup they're really they're really just like you and i <laughs> i mean that they are. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the clown makeup is admittedly sometimes a big thing to overlook, but you know, we all we all put our pants on one leg at a time, except for the ones that wear like crazy clown pants. They probably get in both legs at a time. <laughs> oh god. Uh, okay, so we've learned that you're jugophobic, and Justin is a jug apologist. Got it. Yeah, I'm extremely a jug apologist. I think, I think, I think being a juggalo is extremely punk rock because just no. imagine volunteering to be so widely despised. That's oh yeah, true. true. And just being like, just like you know what, fuck it. I'm a, I'm gonna do the thing that I like to do, despite the fact that just being the butt of like all of society's jokes for a good like two decades. I, I, I respect it, you know. And also, all my friends who have gone and seen ICP live, which again, because I'm from Detroit, is a lot of people. Like everyone I know who's ever like worked at a venue or anything has seen them. They all unanimously say like it's one of the best shows they've ever seen. <laughs> like everyone who's way too cool to like publicly admit this will straight up just be like no it was they start spraying fago everywhere and just the mist descends and it's incredible so maybe maybe you know maybe there's something we could learn from being down with the clown oh dude <laughs> <laughs> this is way too much way too much struggle to talk I'm, I'm pissed off i'm just gonna skip over this delete it all um who would you who would you guys love to see do a reunion show if you could uh, get any band to do a reunion show Insane clown posse. Yeah, Damn it. <laughs> uh, I'm more. Of, I'm more not of a still the band. Guy. Yeah, they're still a band. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, that's upsetting. I could actually, I could expound on this if you need me to. No, it's a, one of them. One of no, them stopped performing because of <laughs> problems. We're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, who, who who would you actually like to see, Dave? Who who to to reform? Um. <laughs> Man, I already, already blew my animal faces wide. What? Um, I'm gonna say. <laughs> Damn, who would I want to get back together? I don't know. I gotta pass. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna think of something good. But I'm afraid I'm gonna waste it. Next. Well, a lot of my favorite bands. As a kid, I never got to see. So seeing those bands play my favorite albums would be very sick. Uh, I'd probably pay a lot of money to see Million Dead 
play a show. Um, I was a big fan of Monine, Armor for Sleep, A Static Lullaby. Uh, I think they'd all put on nice. a pretty, pretty killer show. I would love to see Armor for Sleep. Hell yeah. They were pretty good. I'm old. <laughs> old Justin, Dave, you guys got something? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you want to go first, Dave, or me? No, 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 no. You go. I'm trying to think of a band that hasn't already reunited. Okay. <laughs> every screamo band is, is reunited in the last ten years. That's not true because I'm about to say one that hasn't. Do it. And that is my band would be uh, Line of the North, who are uh, they were like an Indiana screamo band uh, who were just put out like one split and one EP, and they're both absolutely fucking incredible. Just so so good, and I never got to see them. Because uh, by the time I moved out here, they were gone. And I think the members went on to be in Grown Ups. One of them was in La Dispute. And I think one of them is in, uh, is it Cloakroom Cloak Room or Lock Tender? I can never remember. I think Cloakroom. Cloakroom, yeah. yeah. Uh, those are two bands that I inexplicably always confuse um, for one another. But yeah, so mine would be Lion of the North. Uh, and I think uh, now that I've now that I've had time here, I think uh, I would say I would love if the receiving end of Sirens would get back together because those were some of the best shows I saw in my in my post hardcore phase. I was always floored with how well they sounded. Uh, every other band I saw, I was so I was like going to shows one way or the other, but I was always kind of disappointed with what it was versus the album because post hardcore was such a producer heavy genre, uh, but they were so so good. And they almost got back together, and then they got COVIDed, and I don't think they ever will. It sucks. Yeah.
So let's get to the heavy questions now, guys. Uh, a lot of people want to know if you were a crown, what type of crown would you be? Ooh, teeth. Crown of um, teeth? Well, you know, like, like a crown you'd put on your teeth. Oh, okay. I would be the paper crown British people wear during Christmas. Nice. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, they, uh, it's, it's one of their one of their god awful heathen traditions over there. <laughs> where they, uh, they Interesting. Paper crowns and sit around their Christmas. Do they eat Christmas hams or Christmas turkeys over there? Hams. I want to say they're like really into one over the other, but I'm also Jewish, so I don't know shit about Christmas. I'll teach you. Thank you. Yeah, will you teach me the meaning of Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I have, three, I have three ghosts that'll be there shortly. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, all right, and for my crown, you know what? If Dave's crown for the uh, the the tooth, I am going to be a uh, tooth crown and be a crown made out of teeth. And yes. everywhere I go, people will recoil in horror, which they do already. But now they'll be doing it because of my hat. <laughs> Perfect. So which statement do you guys agree with more? Pickles are the evolution of cucumbers or pickles are a morbid mutation of cucumbers? Evolution. There are no wrong answers. Evolution. That is the right answer. Yeah, evolution. Absolutely. I think I think we're probably a pretty solidly pro-pickle band, right, Vanessa? Very pro-pickle. Yeah. yeah. Cucumbers, uh, straight to hell. I, you know what? I, I like a good cucumber salad. You uh, you toss that in some. I'm realizing I've, I've gotten myself into a hole where I have to know what cucumber salad is made of besides cucumbers, and I cucumber don't. Cucumber salad is so good. What's uh, in you, it? I, who who could say magic? Cucumbers, Just, oh. cucumbers, and some sort of uh, dressing that is full of delicious flavors. Yo, check check this out though. Uh, Cucumbers sliced with some lime and some salt. So good. That sounds delicious. It does. You also love limes though. Every time we get Mexican food as a band, Vanessa will get like an entire plate of lime slices just for her and just fucking pound lime slices on their own. So the peel and all. It's disgusting. It's really really strange. Yeah. A meal is ruined without a lime. Mila's uh, ruined without I, like eight limes. True. I know a buddy who eats limes like that. Just straight up just eats them. Like it's fucked yeah, up. They're delicious. This is <laughs> good content for my vegan listeners. That's why I asked, really. Just wanted to, you know, include them a little more. We're trying to make up for the juggalo stuff. They're vegan juggalos. There are not. There are. What are they? Is, I'm pretty sure Fago is probably vegan and probably like. It's everything. It's it's vegan. It's halal. It's kosher for Passover. It's all <laughs> thanks to all people. <laughs> I'm so I'm so pissed off that there's more Juggalo talk on this show. <laughs> Not impressed about that. I was gonna let it lay. Dave brought it back up. Uh, be a third. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep her rolling here with more questions. If any, well, I fucked up. I gotta edit myself. A lot more work. Fantastic. So, assuming that none of you guys are pacifists, if you could punch anyone in the face as hard as you could, with no repercussions, who would it be and why? Ooh. Dave Collin. Dave Collin. Good one. I'd do that. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, no one specific, but 
the other day there was a 10 person line get this at tj maxx at like 9 30 p.m this lady returning something cut the entire line when it was my turn to check out i probably could have punched her in the back of the head <laughs> it's a dangerous spot to punch mm-hmm. that's when you that's when you're real serious about it you don't want them getting back up for sure <laughs> uh let's see i could uh Low-hanging fruit would be Mitch McConnell. I don't know if I'd get my hand back, honestly. He's, his face is kind of pit of quicksand. Um, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, sticking, I'm sticking with Mitch McConnell. I can't think of anything more satisfying. All right. I mean, he does look like someone. He also looks like he would make a really funny noise if you hit him. Yeah, he, <laughs> like, he absolutely looks like he would make some sort of like comic Comic book like quibble noise you know, like, or something like high pitch like oh yeah and then I guess uh, keeping keeping the theme of right wing American political figures going I'm gonna I'm gonna modify the question just a little bit and say that I specifically would like to kick Henry Kissinger like a fucking dodgeball or <laughs> like a kickball I guess I should say because as he's grown older he's become more and more compacted into sort of a spheroid human. Uh, if you look up a picture of him, you'll see what I mean. But like, he seems like if you kicked him, he would A, go flying in a really satisfying way. And also, yeah, it just sort of would be like a very satisfying uh, kickball triumph moment. We're kicking people now. That's great. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> really it, up, it, up in the game. Yeah. So uh, me and Vanessa were having this chat yesterday. I'm curious, um, Dave, who's your favorite bald person? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Moby. Uh, Kobe, Moby. Yeah. People love Moby. Mo- Moby. <laughs> I thought you said Kobe. Um, all right. Favorite bald person. I'm going to say big fan of Sean Evans from the Hot One Show. Ooh. Um, yeah. That's got to be my favorite, too. Big fan of Costanza, but he's he's too easy, you know? Mm. Let's see. It's funny. When you're trying to think of a bald person, I just have, like, like just this, this string of people with full heads of hair just flying past me right now. Um, my dad's yeah. pretty cool. He lets us smoke weed out of a bagel on our front lawn. That uh, is true. The bald guy. That is true. One time uh, we were on tour. We were in uh, in Detroit. We stayed at uh, Justin's house. We we're playing in Detroit, uh, so we stayed at Justin's house. And I made a uh, a weed smoking device out of a out of a wheat bagel. And then I proceeded to hand it to Justin's dad, who looked at it as we kind of drove away from him, and he got smaller in the rearview mirror, holding a bagel. But I don't believe he then reused. But I would I like to think he did. I, I don't you smoke out? How did you okay. smoke out of a fucking bagel? Uh, there well, is bagel. Yeah. So like, is... Go ahead. The first time we stayed with my parents, uh, the first time we went through Detroit, um, we smoked out of like an apple, which is a pretty, you know, kind of common thing to, to do or whatever. And we wanted to up the challenge this time. And my parents were like, oh, you know, because they're like, they're really sweet. They're extremely accommodating when they're when they're shining baby boys band comes through uh and they're like we'll get you guys bagels for the road which was insanely nice of them uh but because we're degenerates we're immediately like i bet we could just do some weed engineering here and yeah you just sort of carve out a little you know a little bowl in the the bagel and just sort of 
you know, try and avoid the actual central hole because obviously that's a structural uh, flaw. Uh, but you just sort of kind of go down and in and hook down through the curvature of the bagel towards your mouth and kind of create a little uh, pathway. And as long as you avoid the, the center and don't create any holes in the skin, buddy, you got yourself a weed smoking implement that tastes great. Mm-hmm. I did a muffin once too uh, in, in Europe. Uh, it didn't work as well. It's uh, not as dense, it turns out. Still worked. Well, now, not as well. now, now, now I gotta ask, what's the strangest shit you've smoked out of? Uh, Muffin? Uh, let's see. I smoked out of an orange one time, and that did not go well. That was uh, citrus. Is not, is not not your friend. Um, no. Yeah, hey, no. You and I smoked out of a t- out of takis at practice one time. That's right. Yeah. Okay. The and taki. then uh, <laughs> ate the taki, and yeah, it was right. not very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. Uh, I think it was because there's this really there's this good band called Bong Mountain, uh, and they had this shirt that I, that I bought that had it was just like a really shitty comic instructing you on how to smoke weed out of. Do they have takis in Canada? In Canada, do you know what we're talking about? Takis, like the 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 chip yeah, like thing. The, yeah, like the rolled corn snack chip mm-hmm. that's like coated in yeah. like red hot dust and shit. They're delicious. Did you smoke out of it like you would smoke like a crack stem? Because that's the only way I can imagine you would smoke yeah, out of it. Yeah, like a long cylindric- oh my god, that's yeah, similar. Out. <laughs> yeah, we were, well, because they had the shirt that was like about how to smoke weed on takis, and I was wearing it. And we're like, well, we have some, and we have some weed, so how can we not try this? Like, you know, follow the instructions and see how it goes. And Jesus. you know, as, as you might guess, it, it wasn't great. I wouldn't do it again. Wouldn't recommend it to anyone else. But you know, we we and we did some important science that day. Mm-hmm. I hope all of your parents listen to this. <laughs> I hope they do too. They 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 know what sort of behavior, sinful behavior we got to do. My parents do at least. I don't know. Dave Dave's parents live in a cool Republican enclave. They probably don't know what yeah, they, they won't we get up to. Yeah, they, I don't think they'll hear it. Um my, I have aspirations of one day smoking out of a medium well steak. We'll see. <laughs> the vegan listeners are uh, Yeah, right. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> just, I'll let you know. I want I want this weed to be wet and taste like blood. Yeah, <laughs> this is a strange concept. This this has gotten so derailed. This is probably the worst, most derailed interview I've I've done so far. Happy to be here. I'm gonna I'm gonna try try to keep her rolling. What do you guys um What do you listen to that could be considered a guilty pleasure, either to yourself or others? Like, is there anything you listen to that's shameful or kind of cringy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love really shitty, overproduced metalcore. Um, even, even the stuff with, like, clean vocals, I eat that shit up. Also, a uh, big fan of Swancore. What the fuck is Swancore? Man, I don't want to talk about it. Move on. Oh, don't worry. I got no, it. No, 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 no. We're here now. What the fuck is Swancore? Take it away, Dave. So Will Swan happens to be the guitarist to uh, a little band called Dance Gavin Dance. You might have heard oh, of. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's basically uh, an entire genre of bands uh, who every verse the guitar is just nonstop noodling from start to finish. Yeah. <laughs> and okay, that would be so fun. Just... Okay. 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 Uh, for me, I'd say uh, I have an insatiable thirst for just terrible deathcore. Um, it's all terrible. I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I genuinely like any of it. To tell you the truth, I just need it. I just 
it's I, I have several YouTube channels I listen to. Every new deathcore band that comes out, I give it a spin. It's immediately gone from my head as soon as it's uh, over. But can't get enough of it. All yeah, the they all sound very similar. All sound exactly the same. I mean, it's such a, yeah. a specific producer style genre. I feel like I listen to it similar to how people throw on like an episode of like Friends or The Office that they've seen seven thousand times. Oh God, it's a comfort yeah. album. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there. This is my comfort bass drop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's terrible. Do you, do you also happen to, to get into Degent by any chance, Dave? Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they evolved into each other, I feel like, to some extent. Uh, but yeah, all that stuff. All that impossible to play live stuff. That's me. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and mine Justin, is- what do you... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one is like, it's so it's so generic to be like, oh, would you believe that this 32-year-old washed-up hardcore guy also likes Carly Rae Jepsen? You would. That's crazy, because like, it's such a cliche answer, but uh, I really mm-hmm. like you is one of the hardest fucking bangers of a pop song I've heard in like a decade. Uh, and besides that, I mean, all my guilty pleasures are like, really just like, german leather trench coat and wrap around sunglasses techno and like it really just cheesy embarrassing like hard style and like really bad electronic music just dog shit and i love it i love it i love it uh and it's so bad and it's so cringy and it's always just again just some every song you could just imagine some like buff like dutch bald guy uh (laughs) talking over the mic like we are here to party (laughs) <laughs> we are here. It's like every song is like that, and it's just the four to the floor kick drum the entire time, and like some horrible screeching detuned synth, and just shoot that shit directly into my veins. If I could figure out a way to make screamo that also sounded like that, I would do it, and none of you would ever let me out in public again because it would be so fucking bad. <laughs> That's also my new favorite bald guy, the guy that Justin just described. Okay. <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> I love how he didn't say that he was bald, but you just know that he is. I, no, he I think didn't. He did. But also, he oh, would he be did? Even, oh, he did? even if I didn't specify, I think we all would have had the exact same image of a dude who looks like Mr. Clean with a bunch of tattoos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Leather vest. Yeah. I was going to say, his jacket is, is just exceptional, very extravagant to some degree. That's what I had in my head, anyway. It's like a golden looking jacket. For sure. Let's uh let's try to talk about some actual good bands. Um, what was your guys' album of the year for 2021? Um, Hopefully they're good bands. Yeah. What was yours, Vanessa? I don't listen to music. Boo. <laughs> mine was uh mine was Ultra Pop by The Armed last year. That's a really good one. Um Mine are I, I kind of have I kind of have two that I can't decide between and I was hoping I could pick uh, between the two but instead I'm just gonna say both and one was uh, Lullabies for Eternal Sleep by this uh, band from Quebec called Apes who are just like really fucking heavy like death metal grindcore stuff and it's so good uh, and the other one is by this band called Black Sheep Wall uh, called the album's called Songs for the Enamel Queen and i don't really know like i'm normally someone who thinks that any song that's longer than like two minutes is self-indulgent 
and these guys are like some of their songs are like a half hour long so like it's really far from my normal style but like it's just so fucking good it's just this really weird sludgy hardcore but like with a kind of weird artsiness to it i don't really know how to describe it but i love it so much i thought it i thought it was just fantastic i haven't listened to that much music over the last few years and that was one of those albums that just i constantly kept coming back to when nothing else was was hitting weird but i don't know what else to say about that i'm just trying to be polite i'll just say it's fucking weird dude I, I I appreciate you trying to be understanding. <laughs> Vanessa, you seriously got no album of the year? Oh my god! Um, you have to have one. You know, well, I mine's sent you not. These questions. Mine's not really a cool answer. Um, I have a friend named Seth who <clears throat> has had this pro- uh, project called Options for many years. Um, it's very, I mean, indie rock, but the album that he put out in 2021 was so good. I have listened to that album back to back, like for hours. Um, that's probably one of my favorite albums of 2021. It's called uh, On the Draw by Options. Nice. So I just thought of something. Since you guys are putting out a split and since Screamo bands do splits, like they get, you know, it's like their fucking day job. Mm-hmm. What would you guys say is your, your favorite Screamo split? Ooh, uh, mine is the... Sui la lune, oh, I say that. Uh, rain split, I think. Oh, but I don't know because there is the bone bonavir suffix split too, which I'm a big fan of. No, it's that one, it's the bonavir suffix split. That's me sticking with it. Okay, for mine, uh, again, I kind of can't decide between either the line of the north and man's split which uh, has some, some fantastic stuff on it, or the uh, Battle of Wolf 359-Kaddish uh, split. Oh, that's a good one, too. Which is, yeah, sort of a throwback, but they, that is so good. And I managed to snag a copy of it when I got to play with uh, Battle of Wolf forever ago with my like old, old Screamo band. And it's like one of my, my uh, Screamo holy relics that I believe that I will be buried with. Um, this is quite a throwback as well um but scowler did a split with youth funeral in like 2014 and that is my favorite split that's a good one Mm -hmm. i'm glad i asked i'm glad i asked so if you guys could um, give the world a gift the entire world what would it be it doesn't have to be like a material possession and it can be but I would give the gift of shutting the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. I would remove uh, the phrase, let that sink in from all of the internet. Nice. That would be mine. Mm -hmm. Quality, quality. I would uh, bless the world with the immortal science of Marxism, Leninism. Uh, or, I mean, more realistically, I would probably give everyone uh, a supply of unlimited mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Same thing. Which is, yeah, honestly, I mean, I, I, would let it, I would let it be up to a vote which one people chose, whether they wanted the immortal science of Marxism-Leninism or uh, uh, mozzarella sticks. And mozzarella sticks would probably win by like 80%. Yeah, and they'd be right. Yeah. 
you go for some matzo sticks. Do you think you could smoke out of one of those? Because there's a lot of cheese in there. I feel like that. You know, it depends how how it depends how old they are. Because once they start to congeal yeah. again, <laughs> you could bore a hole through and it would work. Yeah, or you could you could pull the cheese out. Well, yeah, but then is it really a mozzarella stick or is it? It's, it's like you know, it's like a a hermit crab shell without a hermit crab in it. Is it really <laughs> still a crab? It's just a, it's just a a skin. It's a it's a cast off. How about smoking weed through skin? Like I can do it. Skin? Yeah. <laughs> I can smoke out of a hermit crab, I think. Ew. No, you don't like crustaceans. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Dave's actually really, Dave's afraid of crustaceans. And one of the funniest things, uh, I'm sorry, we're so off topic here, but this is like, Back to Juggalos. Back to Juggalos. No, uh, one of the funniest <laughs> no, things no. that ever happened was we were on tour, uh, stuck in really, really bad traffic, uh, going from, I think, uh, like going through DC or something. I think we were leaving Baltimore. Uh, and we pulled up and just got stuck in traffic next to this seafood truck that had just a massive photorealistic photo of a crab on the side of it. And it was just oh, stuck yeah. right outside Dave's window for a really <laughs> long time. And Dave like cannot stand to look at uh, crustaceans and any, like even like a cute like cartoon lobster is a little much. For, <laughs> for Dave. And this was like just the gaping, horrifying mob. If you ever look directly into the face of like a crab, they're not pleasant. Like they don't, they don't look nice. Uh, and it's just like parked right next to our window for a very long time. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. Bones go on the inside. <laughs> so that, uh, that actually brings up a good question. What's your guys' favorite show or, or tour memory you've had as a band together? Oh man. Um, I think my, my favorite show we ever played would probably have to be probably Paris. I'd say Paris was a good time. Um, we had a, we had two or three shows before that that were like fine, but they weren't, they weren't all that great. Um, and, uh, just cause how we played, we just, we tend to either play acceptably or terribly. Those are our two speeds. And uh, we had done terribly. And um, this one, we actually, I think the crowd helped us out more than anything, but they were very receptive and it went really, really well. And it was, uh, it was a cool one to have in Paris, such a specific place. I think that one's my favorite. Sorry, I had to mute so that I could sneeze. Uh, you should have kept that in. It's good content. Yeah, let me redo it. Um, I don't know. Um, I think just tour as a whole in Europe. Uh, I know it's kind of a lame answer, but just being able that to is. on tour with David Norman and the rest of the members of Swallow's Nest was uh, really fun and getting to explore like Europe with new friends and I don't know, just watching each other set every night. That's it. Good, wholesome fun. Ooh. All right. I got, I, got, I got a slightly more specific and embarrassing one. Because uh, I mean, the whole Euro tour was absolutely fantastic, and obviously, you know, I want to shout out to everyone there. But I feel like we need at least one embarrassing story, and this is when we were touring uh, the East Coast. Um, I remember, you know, so like a pretty common thing for band people to do is you just have one set of clothes that you just play all your sets in, and like so you don't get all your regular clothes gross gross uh yeah and like you True. know so like you just keep them in like a plastic bag or something between sets and it's just you know it's disgusting but like it is what you do so anyways we were staying we had some airbnb booked randomly um in i think providence and we were so excited or i was so excited because like this place is supposed to have laundry and these clothes were disgusting that i'd been playing in for like you know a week 
and we get there and it does not have um it doesn't have laundry so i decide that we have a couple hours before the set i'm just gonna wash them in the sink and i do and then i realize like well shit these are drenched how am i gonna dry them before the show that we have to leave for in a couple hours uh and it's raining outside so i can't just like hang them outside so i being a cool smart guy uh decided that i would pop them into uh the oven at this air <laughs> and very quickly uh, <laughs> as, as you Sorry, can go on. possibly That's, guess yeah. where this was going uh very quickly they both somehow managed to catch fire while also still being extremely wet so we had to like i'd like pull them out and like blow on them and like get them put out and like somewhere there's a photo of me holding these just smoldering pants that were also somehow still just drenched and so yeah that's how i ended up wearing burning wet pants for our Providence Rhode Island show when we played. <laughs> Solid memory. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to wrap up this shit show here. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, what's, what's the next big goal or accomplishment that you guys want to reach as a band? Like, is there a, a specific venue you want to play, a certain festival you've always dreamed of playing? Any goal or milestone you want to accomplish with the future of this band? Hmm. I want to taste you Suck less. Suck less? Yeah, we could do that. We could try. We could uh, try. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think we're all trying to just uh we're trying to get back out there on tour. I think all of our lives, or at least a couple of our lives, have gotten a little bit more scattered. Um, and we got more stuff to do now. Um, but I think we'd all probably like to try to get back to Europe one way or another if we can or some far off land um, and just writing, writing LP two and maybe trying some new stuff out. See how that goes. Yeah. There's been some talk of Mexico or Asia mayhaps. Maybe mm-hmm. both. They're right next door to each other, you know? Yeah. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys and uh, you guys should go over to Nader's hood out in Malaysia. That would be extremely I, I cool. Say. I think, they, I think that's what prompted the idea is like they threw that idea out there and we were like, hmm, perhaps. Would be cool. I go to Singapore. That'd be cool. It'd be Same so hot though. Yeah, yeah. that's true. All half of us are people who will like melt if it's above like 50 degrees Fahrenheit mm-hmm. out. Yep. Uh, and I have it on good information. It's reliably a little warmer and more humid over there. So mm-hmm. like I I full on got heat stroke and passed out at the one outdoor festival we've ever played. Uh, oh, I've been so, there, yeah. And that was like in Germany. So I can only imagine trying to play in Singapore. Yeah. I would last like five minutes and just be unconscious in a puddle of my own sweat and vomit, like three songs into the set. <laughs> yeah. We'd been in Europe for like 12 hours and Justin had collapsed already. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I am not made for places that don't have just free flowing ice machines everywhere. Yep. I'm basically sweating every hour of every day. So, uh, that's don't know life. about we should by the way if you're out there and you work for a prescription anti-sweating uh uh company mm-hmm. a thing that i know exists uh mm-hmm. you should yeah. sponsor us like crowning would happily accept a sponsorship from your weird anti-sweating medication that may or may not kill you instantly <laughs> i think we i think we could work something out you know so if you're this, hit us up. yeah my audience has really been expanding lately i don't know if uh we got any of those people in the the crowd listening but I sure, you know, I sure hope so. Every every chance you don't take is something you just live to regret. And so. <laughs> oh, you guys got any last um, 
any last shout outs, plugs, any causes, anything you'd want to speak on at all. The microphone's yours, the floor is yours, and then we'll we'll say our sayonaras and play a nice little outro track for you guys. Uh, you know, and sing you. I don't know if I mentioned it, but, uh, you know, ZBR Fest is on June 11th and 12th in Chicago, <laughs> Illinois at the Bee Kitchen. There's tickets still available. Nice. Uh, nice. I don't believe in causes. Yeah, and also, I don't know if anyone's mentioned it, but ZBR Fest is June 23rd through no, 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 no. 4th, and it's at the Subterranean, so if no, you no, want no. tickets, uh, it is through <laughs> No Empire Productions. So uh, remember, just hit up www.zbr.gov and get tickets. Oh. There's also 2,000 tickets left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's actually, it's one of the most undersold events they've ever done. Uh, we've been banned from the venue afterwards. We're not even, it's not even, they won't let us do the festival. They just don't come back. There's also an after party at Dave's house. Yeah. And, uh, his baby will be there. Yeah. Uh, and in the future, we will be a three-piece. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that sucks. Are we kicking Trillion Low out? Yeah, you'll see. <laughs> Oh, cool, cool guys! All right, so what's your uh, what's your favorite podcast? Oh, well, that would be the uh, Not Just a Phase podcast. Beautiful, beautiful. Doesn't cover enough engineering disasters for my taste, but still pretty fantastic. Kind of jugophobic, but whatever. Yeah, too much talk about ball. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, guys. Well, thanks uh, so much for coming on the show and making Thank an absolute shit show out of it yeah you got it this has been yeah. this has been fun <laughs> sorry we're difficult uh thank you so much for having us yeah thank you see ya. it's been an absolute pleasure take care guys bye, bye. oh no